This episode of First Line is sponsored by TrueLearn, an exam prep company best known for their smart banks that turn your weak areas into your strengths. I am so excited to partner with TrueLearn because it is the only company I trusted for Comlex Level 1 prep last year and Level 2 prep this year. For my listeners who are taking the USMLE, TrueLearn also has an amazing USMLE smart bank. Each TrueLearn smart bank practice question has detailed answer explanations and succinct bottom lines to get the big learning takeaway. TrueLearn includes first aid references for each question and an option to create tests based off of topics, so you can use TrueLearn to help prepare for your school's test during the year. Lastly, if you are in your third year like me, TrueLearn also offers smart banks for shelf exams. Go to TrueLearn.com and use one of my special discount codes for up to $35 off your new subscription. Special discount codes can be found in the episode description. TrueLearn is the first line solution to excelling on your your exam. My name is Aubrey Ann Jackson and this is First Line. I'm here to bridge the gap between sophisticated doctor talk and oversimplified patient education to bring listeners of all backgrounds together to discuss whole body health and wellness. Through an osteopathic lens, Firstline covers tangible ways to improve your health, hot topics in healthcare, the journey to becoming a physician, mental health, relationships, and even philosophy, all while holistically addressing the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Thanks for joining me for another episode. New year. New year is coming. What am I going to do this year? How am I going to make this year be my best year? What goals am I going to set? And how am I going to do it? For some of you, it might be scary. I know there's been a few years where I don't even want to think about it. I don't even want to set goals because I know I'm going to fail. But there has been other times. A few years ago, I set a goal of becoming a spinning instructor and I was able to do it and it didn't even take me all year. Another time I had a goal of running a 5k and I did it and it took me almost a year, but I did it. Last year for 2020, my goal was to run a marathon and covid almost prevented me from doing that, but I still did it. And this year, I wanted to make a podcast, which here I am. I also wanted to write a book, which I am behind on. (laughs) But that's just to say, I'm not trying to brag and say, okay, like, it's so easy. You just, you just do it. You just meet your goals. You just set a goal and you do it. And that's it. Because I've also had goals that I haven't done. I've had other goals that I was going to do strength training and that I was going to get stronger. I've had other goals that I was going to audition for something or interview for something. Other times I've had goals that I wanted to save up money for something and then something else got in the way. The point is that I have failed in the past and have also succeeded so I know I'm a fairly young person with limited amount of experiences um, at 25 years old, but I think I have a lot to offer. So thank you for listening. 
And I hope that I can at least be an encourager for you in whatever goal you want to reach. First Line is now available on a variety of platforms, including Spotify and Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, CastBox, Stitcher, Amazon and Audible, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Castro, Player FM, Podbean, TuneIn, Reason, and iHeartRadio. Please subscribe and follow wherever you listen to your podcasts. First off, I will say that you really should never put yourself in the corner saying, well, I, I can't do that. Or kind of label yourself as, oh, I'm not good with goal setting. Oh, I'm not good with sticking with something. I'm a procrastinator. Oh, I have too much going on. I'm I'm too busy. The thing is that I've always had this philosophy that everything comes down to priorities. So let's just take going to the gym. So let's say you buy a gym membership and that's not a problem for you. It might be a problem for a lot of other people, but let's assume that it's not a problem for you. Anytime you don't go to the gym, you're prioritizing something else. And that's not necessarily bad because there are some things that you should prioritize over going to the gym, like working the job that you have that you need in order to support yourself or support a family even. And also, you might even prioritize sleep over going to the gym, which you probably should. You should prioritize having dinner with your family. Let's add up those hours, right? Okay, so let's say you work eight hours a day a nine to five. So that's eight hours. Let's say you also sleep eight hours. We're up to 16 hours. And I know many of you listening probably do not sleep eight hours, but let's be optimistic and say you sleep eight hours. That leaves eight hours left of the day. That's a third of your day. Well, let's put in in an hour each way to commute. That's very generous, right? An hour each way. So now we're down to six. Okay, add in dinner with your family. That's down to five, right? Now I want you to really think, what are you doing in those five hours that you're probably just home, right? And really be honest with yourself. Are you watching TV? Are you scrolling social media? A lot of people, especially women, will say, well, it takes so long to clean the house. I'm not only just having an hour with my family, but I'm also taking an hour to cook dinner. And then I'm also having an hour to probably clean up after dinner and then start on laundry. So, okay. So that's an extra three hours. What are you doing with those two hours? What is the recommendation for physical activity for the average American? Uh, That is a half hour a day, five days a week. Really, think about it. Break down your hours, add it up. While you're at work, on your lunch break, you probably have an hour, maybe. Some people work during their lunch break, but I'm sure you can find 15 minutes to go for a walk. And then in the evenings, when you want to spend time with family, I think one hour for family dinner is super generous. Let's say it's only 45 minutes, and then you have that extra 15 minutes. Still, if you want that hour of family time, Go for a walk with your family. Incorporate physical activity into your lifestyle. Perfect, right? So that's just to say that it's all priorities. So 
what should you put as a priority and what is actually less important than the goal that you want to achieve and kind of pick away at that instead of saying like, okay, I'm going to have to only sleep six hours if I want to wake up early enough to go to the gym, right? Because if you're not sleeping enough, that's going to cause problems in itself. I don't know if it's a fair trade-off. So I would challenge you to take out pen and paper and kind of write down your priorities. Like what at the top is the way you spend your time that you can not compromise on and kind of list it going down. Put the number of hours for each activity on the right hand side. You can even be a little bit more generous about it and you will be shocked to see so much downtime during your day that you're just mindlessly doing things either you're on your phone, you're watching TV, whatever. Really analyze your day and see how you can change it. That's like a big thing. When you see how much time you really have, then it kind of motivates you to start setting some goals. Like I know I did this last year when I was analyzing my time and I really realized like, okay, I'm in I'm in lectures for for this long and I studied this number of hours. I could always study more, but at this number of hours, I usually can't really focus on studying after that. Then what is left? Usually me scrolling social media. So I realized like, wow, that's a lot of time. And also I think especially iPhones now, they more accurately track how much time you're spending on each app and on your phone in general. I think that's a really great tool to use to see how you're doing as well. And you will be shocked to see how much time is downtime that you actually have that you could actually be doing something. So when I saw that, I was like, wow, I definitely can start a podcast while I'm in medical school. I can maybe even start writing a book, which I know didn't happen. But then I realized, okay, maybe maybe I'll go down from watching an hour of TV a night to half hour. So only watching one episode of a show instead of two episodes. And it just made it seem like there's so much more time in the day. And I still have that outlet, that break that I really need and that everyone really needs a little bit of a break. But try to schedule it in. Do you really need three hours to watch TV each night? If you're saying, oh, it's how I bond with like my spouse or my kids, how much are you really bonding with them in that three hours? Could you have bonded a little bit more if you spent like one hour playing a board game together than three hours watching TV? Probably. So instead of putting yourself in this corner of I'm not good at setting goals, I procrastinate, I have too much going on, kind of think about what small step can you take? So. For some of my goals, like let's say my running goals, the first step was always to find a plan, right? Find a running plan online that I could reasonably follow, that the workouts weren't too long, that it was interrupting into my dedicated study schedule. So finding the plan itself was the first step. And then really, first step is to just get started to do the first workout and then your next goal is to do the second workout and really delineate it that way 
And just having that mindset of, well, I just have to do the next workout, not this like big end goal of like, oh my gosh, how am I going to run 26.2 miles? That's so long. That's like four hours of running. How am I going to do that? Well, you do it one workout at a time, especially when the plans I was starting only a few miles at a time, which I, I think for some of you, you're like, oh, miles up. But um, for me, that was a small goal. For something like if you were going to do like a 5K plan, they'd probably have you like walking 20 minutes a day to start with. And then by like the second week, you'll start incorporating jogging into it. And it depends what plan you're going to choose, but it always eases you into it. And that's really how any goal should be, right? When I started this podcast, I mean, big goal, right? Yeah. I didn't really have time to start it that I felt comfortable delivering a good product that I could be proud about until after my board exams. That was in July. I mean, if you listened to a previous episode, um, my grandmother was a major influence in getting me to actually pull the trigger and, and start it. But I was always thinking, thinking about it, and I always wanted to kind of push it off. I mean, it's a scary thing. Even just telling people that you're starting a podcast is a ton of pressure. Like, having people you know listen to to your product. Like, if I would release it anonymously, I feel like I would feel much more comfortable about it. Um, because getting criticism from strangers, I don't really care. But having people kind of see a more vulnerable side of me that I don't usually share with my acquaintances. I definitely share with people close to me, but acquaintances kind of seeing that and being able to listen and critique and judge me, like that is, that's a different thing in itself. So difficult, yes, but I I would start really baby steps. Like, okay, what platform am I going to use to host my podcast and then also thinking about well what am I going to name it then also like okay what is what's my first episode going to be about that's it right I already had a concept right I I am a medical student sharing my experience eventually I'm going to have this podcast and I'm going to be a doctor sharing my experience sharing education and talking about healthcare, talking about osteopathic medicine and this amazing philosophy of holistic healthcare, addressing the mind, body, and spirit. And I was just going to speak from the heart. I was going to talk about things like philosophy and mental health. And I, I knew I wanted to do all these things. It's something that I'm super passionate about, but it was really like, okay, what, what is the first step though? Right? Because that's a lot to take on what I just said. That's a lot. But saying, okay, my first episode, I'll talk about COVID. And that was something that I, I gave myself time to really think about. And my my trailer, that was another first step that I had to do too, right? It was only like a two-minute clip. Took me like a week to do. <laughs> so it's really one step at a time, and it did get easier. But it wasn't going to get easier if I didn't take that first step. Another thing to keep in mind is playing the victim game. A lot of people might say, I can't do something because nothing goes my way. I don't have control over it. There's too many factors. I can't address everything. 
the first thing that really comes to mind is like healthcare concerns, like trying to lose weight or managing diabetes or any really diagnosis, uh, saying that, oh, I have a family history, nothing I can do about it. It's meant to be, I am predisposed. Oh, everyone in my family is obese. But I challenge you in this new year to think about what you do have control over, right? What is the biggest flaw in your life? What is really bothering you? And it could very well be your health. It could be your career. It could be your marriage, a friendship, your school, anything. And when you think about it, it can bring on emotions like, oh, the other person is the problem if it's something with your marriage. My spouse is the problem, not me. Or again, like the healthcare, it's blaming genes. I challenge you, think about it. What part do you have to play? What do you have control over? And think about that really deeply. I'm sure any marriage trouble, you have a part to play. Are you communicating well enough? Do you set expectations too high? Did you jump to conclusions? Did you not put time into trying to understand? And this can apply to any relationship too, any friendship. With your career, are you putting forth effort that other people can can see? Are you a team player? Are you communicating well? Are you asking, asking for what you need? Are you making mistakes at work? Do you need to ask for help for something? I know I'm speaking in a lot of generics, but try to just think about that. Just acknowledging that really does change your mindset and you become more aware and you start to change your behavior. And guess what? (laughs) Everyone around you, behaviors start to change in response to that. And if it is something that isn't reliant on interpersonal relationships like your diet, knowing that, okay, I do have a really poor diet. Yes, I have family history, but It is in my control to kind of switch this around and eat more fruits and vegetables, whole grains, uh, healthy fats. So I can do that. And when you start doing that, you see results in a similar way. And then you start to break the cycle because then you don't believe this assumption that everything is external. And you instead start to believe that you are in control. And that just perpetuates it. Really just leads to good results and positivity, peace of mind. Goal setting is tricky because you can set yourself up for failure. Because without setting a goal, you can't really fail, right? But I would say that you cannot get it mixed up with failing to meet a goal with being a failure. Because no one is a failure. You are a person. You are made in God's image. And you have incredible potential. You are in control of your own life. You are not a failure. You may have failures. Having failures is human. And I also believe that success, true success, does not come without failures because having success on the first try is just luck. It's not success. Success is learning from previous mistakes, changing your actions based off of it, and earning that success. So remember that. When setting your goals, remember that. Set goals that are achievable. 
having a goal this year of becoming a millionaire when there are many, many, many different steps to getting there is probably not realistic. Instead of having a goal of becoming a millionaire, how about having the goal of starting your own business? If that's what you envision, the pathway to becoming a millionaire, how about you focus on the intermediate step? I think New Year's resolutions, I don't really like to use the SMART goals. Focus on that first step instead. Here are some ideas for what types of goals you can set as New Year resolutions if you want to be healthier but don't really know where to start. If you are not a big water drinker, if you feel like you all of the time have signs of dehydration, I think a really good goal to have is to drink at least one water bottle every day. And I think this is also a really good goal if you are a soda drinker, a coffee drinker, or a bad habit with drinking a lot of juice, not really liking the taste of water. So I think this is a really good goal to start with is one bottle of water each day. Get yourself a really nice reusable water that you will be excited to carry around with you. I would also really recommend if you're not a huge water drinker, they sell so many different packets now that you can just pour in these like crystal packets that will add flavor to your beverage. You can use something like Mio. They're not a sponsor, but that's the first one that comes to mind that you can kind of drip a few drops into your water bottle and it makes it into like lemonade or fruit punch and usually they only add maybe a few calories I think most of them are like zero calories that's something that I use like on a daily basis another one if you're just trying to eat overall healthier I think a good goal that you can really hold yourself to because I think eating better or starting a new diet is like a really big task I would say just add vegetables to each of your meals. I think this just makes everything else naturally healthier because in the mornings you're not reaching for something like a bagel or anything like that. You're probably going to make something like scrambled eggs with spinach and that's ultimately probably a healthier option for you. Here's another one. If you are sedentary, so you do not exercise, you do not have an active lifestyle, maybe you have a nine to five where you are sitting at a desk, don't be one of those people that go from sedentary to buying a gym membership and never going. I think starting smaller is a lot better in the long run because you'll actually stick with it to add something to your daily habit. I would say walk at least 25 minutes a day. If you want to, you can absolutely record yourself walking for 25 minutes and then figure out how many steps that is and try to get that step goal. But I would really recommend that you make it an actual daily habit of maybe on your lunch break or first thing in the morning, you go out, you just walk and that will actually get you to the recommended goal of at least 150 minutes per week of physical activity that is recommended to reduce your risk of things like cardiovascular disease, which you may know is the leading cause of death in the United States and in most developing countries as well. So maybe even make it a little bit more fun, get your family involved, or if you 
want to listen to my podcast. My podcast is usually around 25 minutes, so it's really perfect. Or listen to another podcast, listen to an ebook. Another one, if you have a very specific food habit that you think is derailing your weight loss journey or is causing you misery by making you feel tired midday and not able to exercise, things like that, then I think that is a worthy goal too. If you have something like a habit of eating after dinner and usually the food you reach for after dinner isn't the healthiest, having a goal of not eating anything after dinner is a really good idea. Otherwise, maybe you have a snacking habit. Maybe you do need to be someone that really should have a structured three meals a day because you just give in to snacking. Or maybe there's a specific food that is just really bothering you. Like let's say ice cream. So you can definitely give up ice cream or you can swap it with something that is a healthier choice. So you kind of still have that that habit in place that might even be your stress relief and might just be an outlet for you emotionally, I would challenge you to try to get at the root of that in why you need something to numb that emotion. But if you do want to in the short term, something like ice cream, you could easily swap out for something like sorbet, which is a lot less calories, or you can even freeze some grapes or some berries and eat them frozen if you kind of like that cold, kind of sweet dynamic there. If you usually reach for something saltier like chips or pretzels, I think a good one to switch to is maybe popcorn, but that can get really fat filled very quickly. Or something like nuts as well, you just have to really be careful about your portion sizes. I think both of those are good options to swap too. And some things that are a little bit uh, less focused on health, but I think still really good resolutions to have, reading on a daily basis. I'm always a supporter of reading the Bible on a daily basis, but there's a lot of benefit in reading written word of any kind. And that can be fiction or it can be something like nonfiction where you're also educating yourself on something if it's something that you're interested in or it's ways to get healthier. All of that is good. You are keeping your brain sharp as you age by reading on a daily basis and that's a habit that is really worthwhile to start now and to continue with the rest of your life. I would recommend doing your reading right before bed as a kind of way to calm down your nervous system and prepare for sleep because within about a half hour at the least before bed, you would want to stay away from screens, your phone, your computer, your TV. You would want to stay away from all of that. So I think reading in that time period is a really great idea. And the other one I'll mention, I talked about this in my very first full-length episode, is to practice gratitude. So I would recommend pick five things on a daily basis that you are grateful for. I would recommend doing these every morning because it sets yourself up for this amazing positive outlook as you go throughout your day. And like I said on that first episode that was entitled COVID and Resilience, When you do this practice long enough, you will start to feel grateful 
during the whole day and you will start to kind of look for things to be grateful about. Um, even if things aren't really going well for you, you're just on the lookout like, oh, what, what could I write down for tomorrow? Since you are then focusing on the positive things and that's where your mind is going, it just adds so much positivity to your daily life. So highly recommend at least five things, very specific things that are not the same ones every day, I think is a very valuable practice. If you are religious, you can even kind of shift this into a prayer as well. Instead of saying, I'm grateful for, you can say, thank you God for. You can send me a voice message using the Anchor app. If you want to send me a comment, ask a question, or share any topic ideas that you want for an upcoming episode. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, I would really appreciate it if you take some time, just a minute of your time, to write a review. Hopefully it's five stars, but I really like honest reviews. I'm looking forward to hearing from you. so much for listening again i'm on instagram at first line podcast also on facebook facebook.com slash first line podcast you can reach out for any questions comments suggestions feedback i'd love to hear from you thanks again